0: Hello and welcome, welcome back to the Believer's Mental Health Pod. My name is Joy and I'm the host. And um, I feel like we have unintentionally been doing a series on coping and stress. And I, that's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's a helpful topic to talk about, right? And so basically last week we're supposed to talk about coping skills properly but then you know there was such a diversion that was really good and we still spoke about like um lazarus folkman's theory of stress and coping and what that is like and we gave an example from scripture from the book of numbers chapter 13 um you know, about Caleb and his reaction to it and how he was able to cognitively appraise that situation. And then I think I spoke a bit more about it on um, last week's uh, newsletter that went out soon. So you should read that and catch up on that if you haven't. But we're going to continue with the second part of the Lazarus Folkman theory, which is coping. And so after cognitively appraising the situation, what comes next is coping. Right. And in fact, cognitive appraisal or cognitive reappraisal, which is basically changing what you have appraised into a healthier uh, perspective is also part of coping. But like ultimately, I would divide coping skills into healthy and unhealthy. unhealthy coping skills and that already is bad (laughs) because i hate to put things in categories where you know this is healthy and this is unhealthy but the truth is um for coping skills i feel like those uh or that category can fit in well because of the context of yes i mean this is bad for you you shouldn't do this but also still i mean you know anyway I just feel like because generally this is like my outlook on life. I feel like there's nothing that's inherently Well okay, let me not make that statement. But anyway, (laughs) let's move on. And so people fit in some but the thing is the thing is I feel like everything exists on a spectrum, sort of. And so this thing when it's done at level six can be bad. But if it's done at level two, it can actually just not be bad. Because for instance, we have different types of coping skills again this is just a category like healthy and unhealthy da, 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 da. but under those healthy under those unhealthy there are different types of coping skills uh, a healthy coping skill somebody can say problem focused coping skills are healthy so problem focused coping skills focus on the problem and how you can basically solve it but that can quickly become unhealthy don't you think if you are let's say you are the type to problem focus it can become unhealthy if you just harp on that and you're doing it at the level 10 where it just seems like you're not even taking time to see how this affects you you're not even taking time to see how this you know the emotions that come with it and you're just moving like oh let me just focus on the problem let me just get it done and you know let me just get it done and let me just get it done let me, you know and you're doing that and you're operating on that level i guarantee that it can't become unhealthy real quick because if you're not focusing on your emotions and if you're just trying to bury them down and just focus on the problem every time in a way where it becomes almost obsessive then that also is an issue right and so it can quickly become unhealthy and that's why i say things always exist on a spectrum right but ultimately i feel like what um should i say what matters <laughs> but yeah what matters to um or what matters when it comes to coping skills is that it is number one it does not um make you indulge in, in any harmful um, activity. So how it's a good coping skill is number one, it doesn't make you indulge in any harmful activity. If your coping skill is to drink, you might not even realize that this is what you've been doing. And no, I'm not talking about how to build healthy coping skills. I'm just talking about how to identify healthy coping skills in this episode if your coping skill is to drink or is to eat or is to take any substance whatever it might be whether it's a good substance like food or it's a harmful or can be a harmful stuff, substance like alcohol or drugs or whatever that definitely is not a healthy coping skill if you always find yourself where you're faced with stressful situations and what comes to your mind is to ingest something it is a red flag you know the red flag should be booming pom 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 and now number two to identify a coping skill that is not good for you is if that coping skill makes you avoid the problem totally. Now, there's a difference between um, giving yourself space to reassess the situation or giving yourself space to feel the emotions that come with it. But if you are faced with, and this is one where me, I fall into, I love to avoid, oh gosh, it's too sweet but it's obviously <laughs> i've got to learn how to not do that because that would that is not helpful and that has not been helpful so far in my life so if that comes that this is your next response is i'm just gonna skidaddle, i'm just gonna run away from this and it's not as if are running away from this to come and meet it later is that you really would just love if it just disappears <laughs> you know, that you really would just love if if it just, you know, goes away or something like that. So, I mean, um, to a large extent, that shows that it's it's an unhealthy coping skill because your coping skill should not um, be focused on avoiding the problem totally or avoiding the situation totally or using the same example of Caleb or deciding that I'm never going to go to... Canaan, I'll just go back home to Egypt like that is not a helpful coping skill and it it can never be helpful for you yeah it can never ever 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 be helpful for you and so that that i think those are the two major things that come that you know come to mind when you're trying to do uh or you're trying to pick out or identify which coping skill is helpful and which is not helpful if it reinforces any negative uh activity that you're maybe try not to do for instance like i said taking of any substance that's usually pointed to the fact that it's an unhealthy coping skill if it uh makes you avoid the problem totally that's a pointer to the fact that it could be or it is an unhealthy coping skill and then how do you identify positive coping skills number one it's a positive coping skill if it helps you to grow if it's tailored towards your Personal growth, and even you might not like it, it might not be comfortable. A good coping skill is not the one that makes you comfortable, sometimes it makes you uncomfortable. You know, you step out of your comfort zone and you know, face the growth (laughs) that awaits you outside of there, and that's also a good coping skill. Like, it doesn't have to be comfortable in that sense or something that you would necessarily be happy with, right? And so, if indeed it helps you to grow whether it's comfortable or not whether it's fun or not whether you like it or not then sometimes that is a pointer to a good coping skill because take for instance for me now that i like to avoid problems and run away a good coping skill for me would be the one that would make me face my problems and will i like that no i definitely would not be okay with that (laughs) i definitely would rather not but you know It's important for me to do that because I must grow. I must learn how to face all of this and I must learn how to be better. And so that's a good coping skill if it helps you to grow as a person. Another pointer to a healthy coping skill is this. If the coping skill, whatever it is, helps you to uh learn more about yourself which is uh, which is also like growing but this in a different way if the coping school opens you up like in your perspective you know to change and to be more healthy and then that is a good coping skill and so these are pointers to what is good and what is ungood <laughs> Oh, what is healthy and what is unhealthy right and so now that we've identified what can be a good coping skill and what can be an unhealthy coping skill let's give some examples number one an example of a coping skill and and of course this is the believer's mental health so we're going to talk about this is prayer now people have this idea that if i pray about something that's stressful the only result that must come out of that prayer is the stressful thing disappears like poof you Know, like, ah, if I've prayed about this, then it should go, but nah, not really. The Bible tells us that in everything, wait, oh, sorry, that we should offer our prayers, right? Hey, I can't remember forgetting this scripture <laughs> that we should pray, right? And what will happen? That the peace of the Lord that passed all understanding will garrison our hearts. That if you're going through anything and if you're worried about anything, you should pray about it. That's in Philippians chapter 4, verse uh let's say verse 6 to 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the verse that follows did not say, And then what causes thou you to be anxious will disappear. Uh not exactly. The verse that follows says the peace of the Lord which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. And so it's like what that coping skill or what prayer as a coping skill will help you do is to stay sane. First and foremost (laughs) is to stay sane. And then even when you stay sane, you can now cognitively reappraise. So a situation that might now seem so huge that you don't know what to do about it. After prayer, you cannot cognitively reappear and be like, you know what, I've got this, I can handle this, God is with me. Even if this doesn't pan out well, even if it pans out well, whatever it is, all things are working together for my good. That keeps you staying and, uh, sane and keeps you grounded. And so it's a beautiful coping skill and I implore you to try and use it, you know just talk to god about it that's essentially what prayer is another thing why people might not necessarily like prayer as a coping skill is because you've come to see prayer as very systematic and mechanic and so it's like oh if i'm praying about this it should be like i'm you know doing this i'm praying warfare prayer no sometimes it might not be about sometimes it can be that (laughs) it can very much be that you know but also sometimes it can just be talking to god about it Essentially, that's what prayer is, and so that is one coping skill I will recommend um It's something I'm also learning to do. remember like even in my relationship with God, right, I try to run away a lot of times and and it's like why you know sometimes <laughs> it's so funny because sometimes i would because usually just because of how i am and the people i surround myself with i can have like prayer meetings and i'll come and pray and i'll try to avoid the situation that is really causing me trouble i just i'll just be like you know i'm praying i'm praying strong prayers i don't know if you can relate to this and then eventually I will still, I will still have to, you know, like even if I try to run away in the place of prayer, it's, I still end up. Uh, how do I talk? How do I put it? Anyway, basically, you can't be avoidance in prayer. That's just is what I want to talk about. Maybe I should do an episode of that. <laughs> but anyway, prayer is one coping skill that I would recommend. The next coping skill that I would recommend is sitting with your emotions. Now, people feel like sitting with your emotions or having an emotion-focused coping skill is bad. But I tell you, it is not bad. Sometimes, just by listening to your emotions, it's like, no, right now, I need to either focus on something that will make me happy, or I need to maybe do some self-care, or I need to journal about it. Journaling is great, right? And it's a good way to, you know, to focus on your emotions and to know exactly how you're feeling about the situation. It can be helpful and it can help you grow. I remember I said one sign of a healthy coping skill is that what it points you to know more about yourself. It can definitely help you grow. It can definitely know more about yourself because when you understand what, what takes you, you will do better with emotional regulation. But if you continue to avoid your emotions because it's too heavy, it's too this... And I get that. Sometimes emotions can be too heavy. And that's why it's good to talk to somebody about it. And you know at the Belize Mental, we're open. We're here for you every time, every day. And so, journaling is a great way for emotion-focused coping skills. It's so amazing. And the thing is, I remember I saw one tweet and the tweet said the reason why journaling feels like it doesn't work is because you're writing the journal as if somebody is going to read it and so you're very conscious of what you're writing like ah let me not go and write the wrong thing let me write the perfect thing no it's like write whatever you want to write that's a great way another great way to focus on your emotions is to practice mindfulness you know Try to be mindfulness. Try to be present in that moment. Oh, how am I feeling now? Like, oh, this situation makes me try to find the word. Don't. So a lot of times, it's one tip is a lot of times when we are trying to describe our emotions, we just be like, I'm angry. But sometimes you might not be angry. Sometimes you might just be disappointed. Sometimes it's not that you're disappointed. It's not that you're angry. You're just numb. Sometimes it's not that you're numb. It's not that you're disappointed. It's not that you're angry. You are just, uh, what other word can you use? Just try to find the word <laughs> that that totally captivates what you're feeling. It will really help you to so say, in this moment, this is what I'm feeling, and in that moment, this is what I'm feeling. Another coping skill that I will talk about here that I feel is really helpful is cognitive reappraisal. Like I said, and it's so beautiful that um you know uh what's it called it's so beautiful that uh prayer and emo and focusing on our emotion would help us with cognitive reappraisal because cognitive reappraisal is going back to that perspective and seeing how you can find the light you can make the best out of it, and so prayer does really help us with that. Because first of all, you pray, and then it's like, oh yes, now I'm focused on the fact that God can help me. God is bigger than whatever this situation is, even if it's an uncomfortable conversation, or you're dealing with a diagnosis, or you feel this, or you feel that. And then when you're conscious of that fact, it can now guide you into reappraising the situation, much like Caleb did. For, I mean, for Caleb's when it was an immediate appraiser, but just imagine if there's a reapp- who had a reappraisal um hmm. i'm trying to find a biblical example of a popular situation like that let's use esther for instance like esther had a cognitive reappraisal moment after she prayed at first when Mordecai told her that she was like well modica you know i'm not uh you know nobody can just enter the the house of the king or the or the chambers of the king to just ask for a favor and you know Mordecai told her that what if this was the reason why you're alive and then she decided to pray and after prayer she was she reappraised the situation that you know what what will happen will happen but how did she put it um if i perish i perish and so that is an example of a of cognitive reappraisal and sometimes it might not work you know immediately like that but i tell you prayer prayer definitely would help in, in cognitive of the situ- of the situation now there's so many much plenty plenty coping skills you can try out the one that works for you which is another point as i round up is the fact that coping skills are something to trial like you go to the shop you know you don't just pick the first thing you get because it's the first thing you saw, (laughs) you know. You try it all. You go back, you're like, this is not my size. Let me get another one. Oh, journaling is not for me. Let me do another one. Oh, it's like, I don't really like to pray at this moment, but I tell you, see, we pray. I just try to do it. (laughs) You might not like it, but try to do it. But, you know, let's say you don't actually like to do it and it's not for you. You can say, okay, you know what? I like to pray when I'm more calmer and everything. Maybe, maybe, maybe the beautiful thing is that there are many examples of coping skills and there are different types of coping skills and i'm sure you would find one that works for you i remember the, how you would judge if it should be for you is you know by the two points that i raised earlier of the pointers of why or pointers of what is an unhealthy coping skill and pointers of what is a healthy uh, coping skill and so that brings us to the end next episode we'll talk about how to change your copies because which is something i'm still trying to hack so that should be interesting (laughs) uh see you next week thank you for listening